0: Hello and welcome to If Only I'd Known with me, Nicole, the founder of Sincerely Media. I am so stoked you are here for the third episode and I'm I'm going to answer questions. Again, if you've been following the series, you'll know that I started this podcast by asking a story on my in. Asking a story. Well done. Asking a question on my Instagram story. And the question was, what do you want me to podcast about? What do you want me to talk about? And one of the questions I got asked was, how do I get started and subsequently scale the business? So more simply, how to get started and scale the business? So... If I'm understanding this question, it's literally what you need to do in order to start a business, and then what to do to scale it as you continue to grow. And there are so many things that, like, people and me overlooked in the beginning just due to not knowing. So, Here we go. So first thing you're going to need is a solid business idea. You need to know what you want to do, why you're doing it, and you need to have a business plan in place where you are, where you want to go and how you plan on getting there. Secondly, you're going to need a business spreadsheet. You need to know what it's going to cost to run your business on a daily, weekly and monthly basis basis. You also need to know how much money you need to make in order to survive and from there how much money you need to earn every single day and hour in order to reach that goal. The third thing you're going to need is comprehensive branding. You need a brand. This means a logo and a brand identity that you can hold on to and refer back to at all points. It doesn't have to be completely comprehensive, but you need to be consistent with your brand messaging, your brand visuals, and all of the designs you are putting out as a company. Now, the fourth thing you need is packages. If you're offering services, this is more for service-based businesses, but How are you going to do it? You need to know what pricing in your industry looks like and you need to know who your audience is and what a realistic price that they can afford to pay. So what services you like offering and what you don't price accordingly. An example here. So a service I hate providing is social media reports, monthly reports. However, it is something that is desired by many people. So they want to know the analytics. They want to know what's going on, which is fair. So I do offer it as a service, but because I don't like offering it as it as a service, it only gets attached to my very expensive bundles because if you are paying me that amount of money, you qualify for a service that I don't want to provide, but will because you have compensated me for that decision. And then number five, active social media social media is literally the greatest tool you've been given i i wrote this in caps here use all of the free real estate the internet offers you okay what is free real estate so think about it this way everywhere your brand ends up in front of people generally you have to pay you want to put your branding on a billboard money you want to put out flyers money you want to put a sticker on your car. Money. That is all real estate. So you're buying places in front of people's eyes to place your business, but you're having to pay for them. Social media is free. This is why I refer to it as free real estate. You are given Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest, Hundreds of sites where you can post about your business to people for absolutely no price, and you need to be utilizing that. If you're utilizing paid real estate and not free real estate, you're spending unnecessary money. You need to be using the area that you have in front of you before you go and invest money into what you're doing. So, along with that, you need to communicate your or communicate to your audience in a way that speaks to them so blending education entertainment and sales in a way that integrates your business into the everyday lives of people in a way that makes sense doesn't feel slimy and actually helps create a relationship between you and the person you are selling to so those five steps are what I wish I had mapped out when I started. I didn't know this kind of stuff was necessary. So there are there are a few like non-essentials that I absolutely love and use. So these are just two simple tools that I've utilized in like the starting and the and the growth of my business. One would be because I am not good with finances. And what I mean by that is, I do understand how finances work. I do manage them well. But oh my goodness, making invoices is like, it is the bane of my existence. I hate invoicing. So I use a software called Invoice Simple which is amazing, it's like, I think it's a Canadian company, it's like 50 bucks a month and they track all of your invoices, um, you can automate or automate, you can create all of your quotes, all of your invoices, I absolutely love it, it's simple, stick your logo on it, literally just change the currency, so if I'm invoicing an American company, I can just change my pricing to dollars and switch it back to rands as soon as that invoice is done. I love it. I've been using it for three years now and I 10 out of 10 recommend it. It has helped me so much and it also has this amazing feature. It's got the free tab and the pay tab or the unpaid and the pay tab. So once someone's completed a payment, you can click um, payment received and then it tracks all of the payments you've received and it tracks all of those that still need to be paid so you can keep track of out standing invoices. Wow, they should hire me. I'm basically doing an ad for them. But they're amazing. I absolutely love them as a company and that's why I'm giving them this free real estate. Okay. The second tool that I use and absolutely love is Canva. So, I'll start off by saying I am Adobe trained. Um I'm a photographer, graphic designer. I know how to use Adobe, Photoshop, Lightroom, Illustrator, InDesign, Premiere Pro, all of them. However, they are expensive. They are flipping expensive. And when you are starting, you might not have the money to put into that. And I find the Canva is a great alternative to that. As well as if you are not a... I kind of want to go with the word natural, but if designing things doesn't come naturally to you, Canva is really great for that because it has so many templates that you can use. If you're looking for easy-to-use drag-and-drop design templates, then you're in the right place. Owning a business and being a designer are two very different jobs. You need designs, but aren't sure where to start? That's where I come in. I've created a library of Instagram template bundles focused on providing you with a baseline for your social media. From the low price of $35, you can buy once and then use them forever. These templates were made to empower you as a business owner to take control of your business and give you the tools that you need for success. If this sounds like the solution you've been looking for, then you can go to www.creativemarket.com forward slash sincerely media and find the template set that serves you best. That's www. Dot creative market dot com forward slash sincerely media, and once more that is www.creativemarket.com dot creative market dot com forward slash sincerely media. Okay, so scaling, we've now spoken about starting. Now let's look at scaling. How do you scale your business? Well, here's just a fact. When you're when you start, you're not gonna have much to do. Literally, for the first year of my business, I think I sat at my desk and twiddled my thumbs for most of the day. And now, where I am here, three years down. Oh, yeah. If you've listened before, you'll know that Sincerely Media is five years old. I took it on as my full time, um, as my full time job three years ago. So now, three years down the line from making this full full time. I look back and I wish I'd made better use of my time. So a great question to start with is, do you have SOPs? What is an SOP? It stands for Standard Operating Procedures. What does that mean? What does that even look like? Well, I like to film videos of me doing the work that I need somebody else to do while talking them through The steps and then afterwards i take the time to transcribe that video into a written document with my branding on it and the video attached at the bottom so when i'm onboarding somebody to actually work for me within sincerely media instead of spending hours literally manually onboarding them i've already done it so i literally just shoot them the folder And in that folder, it has everything they need and it kind of stops the need for one-on-one training and only leaves really necessary space for questions so what I mean by that is I recently onboarded my first employee oh my goodness it well not employee she's a contractor but it was a lot of work because I wasn't prepared for her at all I've just been doing this by myself for years so when she came on board I just assumed she should do everything how I do it and she should know how I do it which was a totally incorrect assumption coming from me and I had to apologize a lot because I was learning i would just be like cool do this this and this and she'd be like um how does one do that and i'm like right you are not me i actually need to teach you So it's taken me a long time to do this with her, but I've actually put together an SOP folder from that. So when I do onboard people in the future, I can just shoot them the folder. And then instead of having to actually spend maybe two days walking them through my entire process, I can just send them the videos and the notes. They can read them and listen and watch. And then from there, only if they have any questions, do we actually have to spend time interacting around that, which in my opinion was pretty smart. I learned that from someone else. Thank you, Darlene the image entrepreneur she taught me how to do that <laughs> so something also worth noting is that as more people come on board you can compile a faq page so faq frequently asked questions and that in the long run can save you from having to answer a lot of questions so for instance if everybody is asking the same questions compile that into a document that they can look at and if once reading through that document they are still left with questions then you know they've done the work and it's worth listening to and answering those questions so what I where I go to next is do you have a solid onboarding system that you can filter people through I'm taking a quick break from our podcast today to talk about the shocking lack of authentic South African stock photos on the internet today. Searching site after site looking for the perfect photo takes time. That's why I've created SouthAfricanStockPhotos.com. With a library of over 2,000 authentic South African stock photos, it's here to fill that gap. If you sign up today, you can use the coupon code IFONLYIDKNOWN, that's IFONLYIDKNOWN, and receive 20% off your first month. After that, it's only 250 Rand a month for unlimited access and unlimited downloads. Don't miss out. Go to www.southafricanstockphotos.com and use the coupon code IFONLYIDKNOWN and get 20% off today thousands of authentically south african photos at your fingertips that's www.southafricanstockphotos.com use the coupon code if only i'd known Now, SOPs are a big part of an onboarding system. How do you put people in your business? Do you have the processes mapped out? So having the processes mapped out saves you the time you'll spend trying to remember what you need to do. Make a note of what needs to be done so that in the future you can outsource this job to somebody rather than spending your time onboarding. Rather than spending your time onboarding somebody every time someone joins. So what do I mean by that? Okay, cool. So my company is now two people. So let's say we onboard a third person. Am I going to take three days to onboard the next person? Or am I just going to map out exactly what needs to be done, give it to my contractor and have her onboard them? That sounds like a much better use of my time and money than me taking two days out of my week to manually onboard somebody and while it is completely true that you do have to slow down in order to speed up this allows you to slow down without completely disrupting your workflow and your workplace so my next question would be do you have a passive slash passive ish system that you can fall back onto when you're not able to keep up with personalized products so Creating personalized products, services, it can be time consuming and while it's always a huge part of your business, huge, it's really important to have a shop or a place you can send people where they can purchase ready-made templates, booklets, anything that they really need because not everybody has the time and the money to go the personalized route. So this allows people who are looking for a cheap and easy way to interact with your business to do so. Some examples? Cool. So, when I started Sincerely Media, I used to offer one on one coaching sessions and I still do, but they were the groundwork for my business. And I've now gotten to the point in my career where I can no longer stay in meetings 24 7, so all day with what people were paying. So, what's the workaround? What's my alternative to that? Well, I already had all of the material written down that I literally worked through over and over again with each student. So I filmed it and I put it into a course and I transcribed it and put a booklet with it. Now people can watch that course and after they've been through the course, they can come for one-on-one coaching. And like I said earlier, I then took all of those materials and then I created a workbook that people can work through by themselves. So when you buy the course, you get a workbook or you can separately buy the workbook if it's cheaper for you and you're willing to do the work and go through it by yourself. So it's all about looking at what you're doing and creating a way for people to access what you have without having to take the time to help every single person you'll just be there for support and for specialized questions so it's giving people access to you without losing all of your time that's how i view it because it's way more valuable the time so an example of this i now only accept coaching students after after you've been through my introduction to social media course Why? Because I've found that coaching is more valuable once somebody has a basic understanding of what social media actually entails. So when people would just come straight in from the internet, I did actually have some trouble because it would take me maybe two or three sessions just to get them to understand what we were doing. And that felt like an abominable waste of their money and a waste of my time. Whereas now... I can put them through the course. They understand all of this after the course. um, My email box is open. So my inbox is open. They shoot me their questions. We answer them. By the time they come into paid social... By the time they come into paid coaching sessions, all we are doing is working with their personal queries, which I love. It's so efficient for them, money-wise, it's time efficient for both of us, and they get real value out of their time with me. All of these things are key parts of scaling a business. Another thing that is vital is to plan your scaling process. So are you a product-based business? If you are, here are some things worth thinking about. One, what is the most effective way to produce your products? Number two, what software will you rely on when you start selling more products? Three, what is the best software for managing payments and order tracking? And four, can you automate? If so, where and how? These questions are really key because something I said in a previous episode, I think we were talking about going viral at some point, is that... Going viral is great, but you as a business might not be ready for it. And that is because you grow and adjust to taking a certain amount of orders. If it just comes out of nowhere, you're going to have no process. You're not going to be ready to instantly scale, which is why looking at these steps before you even begin is such a clever thing to do. It's laying out the roadmap for if something happens, this is how I'm going to handle it. Now, if you are a service based company, it's really worth taking the time to think about how you can provide already made services and products that people can purchase in order to partake in what you offer. So do you offer courses? Do you offer pre-made, easily purchasable products? These questions can seem simple. They can even seem redundant, but thinking about how you can work smart and not Hard is what it takes to take a small business and change it into a business that you can sustain for the rest of your life. I really hope I've answered this question. I feel like I've given a lot of information and I hope it's been helpful. I really do. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you'd like to contact me beyond this podcast, my socials are all at Sincerely Media. You can find me on Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, or you can visit my website at www.sincerelymedia.com. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And I'll see you in the next episode.